1: Once again, your neighborhood blue coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of The Shadow. The hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not pay. One of the lessons learned this past winter is that there is no real substitute for hard coal. America's finest, most reliable home heating fuel. Householders using coal have enjoyed steady healthful warmth all winter long for two big reasons. First, there has been sufficient anthracite available. Second, the men who deliver this fuel, the blue coal dealers in particular, have done a wonderful job under the most difficult conditions, and with real cooperation from you, their customers. But the winter isn't quite over. Your blue coal dealer needs and appreciates your continued cooperation. So, give him several days' notice when you need more coal, and take his advice about the best size of coal to use at this time of the year. The Shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Beast of Darrow House. began on a night of sweeping rain and shattering thunder thirty years ago. That night, death was coming for old Thaddeus Darrow, and that eccentric gentleman sat waiting for it by candlelight. His hands clutched a heavy blackthorn cane, and at his feet lay the only creature he had ever trusted Rufus, a savage and massive elf power.
2: <laughs> Who's there? Who's knocking?
1: It's Smithers, sir.
2: Come in. Quiet, Rufus. Quiet, old boy.
3: Only the bettering imbecile who lights her fires and cooks her food. Close the door. I come to say the doctor is gone now, sir. I drove into the train. What did he say about me, Smithers? He mentioned something about as to how you might be wanting a lawyer. Ah, to make a will, sir. He says you've not got any, and you'd sure not want to, to go without making one. Ah, oh, he said that, did he? Did he now? And he's wrong. He
4: says, who cares what he says? But I say that counts,
3: and I'll die without a will. But the house, sir, who'll it belong to? Nobody. Nobody. Oh, never fear. You'll be allowed to spend the rest of your so-called life in the seventh quarters outside. Yet I've given orders about the house itself. to be boarded up and left empty to rot
2: here on the hillside. Mr. Dillon!
3: It'll be well guarded, this house. Well
2: guarded. I'm
3: leaving Rufus in
2: charge. <laughs>
3: You'll stand watch while this house rots away. Won't you, old boy? Until it's only a creaking skeleton across the face of the moon. And all who dare set foot on these premises will find death. Sudden death in the jaws of the beast of Darrow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Darrow! (laughs) Mr. Darrow! Come in. Miss
1: Amelia Darrow? Uh,
4: well, yes. Uh, you're Dr. Travick, aren't you? Dr. Lyle Travick?
1: Yes. You sent for me, I believe.
4: I did, Doctor. Uh, first, because you knew my grandfather, Thaddeus Darrow, and secondly, because I need your professional services. I see. After all these years, the courts have decided to award me my grandfather's estate. I've uh, just come into possession of Darrow House.
1: My Congratulations.
4: I wonder if I'm really to be congratulated.
1: Why ever not?
4: You haven't heard of... the beast of Darrow House? The beast of... Oh, oh yes, of course.
1: I trust you're not letting that old nonsense special.
4: You think it is nonsense? A mad
1: beast old Thaddeus left to guard his house 30 years ago? A ridiculous fairy tale probably perpetuated by the feeble mind of that old servant Smithers.
4: You know, I'm amazed, Dr. Travis. I thought that you... A doctor of psychology? A psychic investigator?
1: (laughs) Though I make my living, Miss Amelia, investigating haunted houses and other such unpleasant localities, I must confess that I'm a firm disbeliever in the supernatural.
4: So am I, really. But I don't believe in taking chances. I'd like to know there's no danger at Darrow House before I take occupancy.
1: And I'd be glad to investigate for you, Miss Darrow, if the uh, fee were satisfactory.
4: We'll have no trouble about the fee. But I would like a report as soon as possible. If it's perfectly safe, I'd move in at once.
1: Very well. Let's see, I can leave the Darrow House tonight with my secretary, Miss Ogilvy. We will spend 48 hours in the place. And at the end of that time, I'll phone you to say that the beast of Darrow House has no basis in reality.
4: And if it does?
1: If it does, Miss Amelia, <laughs> I may not be able to phone you at all.
3: There it is, Dr. Travick. Just 11 o'clock.
1: Good, Miss Overly. Our vigil has ended. We've been here exactly 48 hours.
3: And no sign of the beast with the red eyes and the slavering jaws. Not
1: a single snarl.
3: Well, you can call Miss Darrow now and give her the all clear.
1: I've already done it.
3: You have? Why should the poor woman wait any longer?
1: I phoned her two hours ago.
3: And she's coming out?
1: She should be arriving at the railroad station in the village any moment. What's that? Don't reach Mathers, I believe. Mathers? Yes, yes, sir. Miss Amelia is on her way to Darrow House.
3: Oh, you you haven't told her it was all right to come, have you, sir? Why, yes. Oh, you shouldn't have, sir. It isn't all right at all, at all. Yes, yes, we know. There is a beast, Mum. I've seen him, I've seen him. Don't worry
1: about it, old man. I'm taking full responsibility. All you have to do is get the station wagon and drive Miss Ogilvy down to meet the
3: train. All right, sir. Be it as you say, but the sin's on your own head. You've you got to believe me, Mum. The beast is real. He's real, Mum. Don't be a fool, Smithers. That dog of old Darrow's has been dead these 30 years. Dead he may be, but he walks. I've seen him, and it'll be an ugly death for anybody who tries to live in this house, I tell you. He hasn't bothered you, I noticed, Smithers. Oh, he he won't bother me. Uh, Mr. Thaddeus said I could stay in the servant's quarters. And he hasn't bothered Dr. Travick and me. Give him time, Mum. Give him time. Smithers, I'm sure you really believe you've seen the beast, but you haven't. And I don't have the time to stand here and argue with you. Open the door, will you please? Yes, Mum, as you say, Mum. Now, we'll have to hurry down to the station to meet Miss Darrell. Oh. What was that?
2: <gasps>
3: Mum, oh Mum, it's, it's him! Dr. Tannock!
2: Dr. Tannock!
1: set, bag and baggage, for a restful weekend.
4: Yeah, it looks as if it'd be restful, all right. Not at all at the station but us. Now, this
1: is a very big station.
3: Are they coming to me to meet
1: us? Well, Bill said if he or Jane couldn't get away, they'd leave the station wagon down here for us. We could drive up.
3: There's no one out here on the platform.
1: Oh, there it is. The only car in the parking lot. You wait here with the luggage, Margo. I'll bring the car out.
4: Hurry, darling. I'm freezing. Uh, I beg your pardon. Oh. I couldn't help overhearing what you said about a station wagon. Station wagon? I was waiting inside. I uh, came up on an earlier train. There was supposed to be someone here from Darrow House to meet me. I'm Amelia Darrow. Oh, I'm Margot Lane. How do you do? How do you do? I was wondering if you could give me a lift. Darrow House is only a few miles up the road. Oh, we'd be glad to. I hope I'm not imposing. No, not at all. Better get your luggage, Miss Darrow. Mr. Francis is bringing the car
2: around now.
1: Miss Darrell.
2: I
4: don't know how to thank you, Mr. Cranston. Please don't bother. It wasn't out of our way at all. <laughs> I don't hear anything. Yes, I do. Sounds
1: like a man sobbing is coming right from behind this tree. Who's there? Answer me.
3: It's, it's, it's only me. What? Leather? Oh, Miss Amelia. What's wrong? Miss Ogilvy, Dr. up there. Yes? She's lying on the floor in the entrance hall, dead. Death. The beast. It was the beast. Where are you going, Lamont? Inside. Have a look.
1: Now, we'll see what this is all.
4: Where is she? I don't see anything in here.
1: Well, neither do I.
4: It's just possible it's measured was being things he often does.
1: There's nobody in the entrance hall. Smithers
3: uh, I'm out here, sir.
1: So come inside, please.
3: No, sir, I ain't ever coming in again. Come
1: in here, I say, or I'll come out and get
3: you. Oh, please, sir. I've seen enough trouble in this house. Huh? Oh, what? Where's she gone? Where's Miss Ogilvy? That's what I want to ask you. But she, she was right here. She, she tried to run inside, and he followed her and killed her. Who did? The beast.
1: The beast? What
3: beast? Oh, Dr. Travick. Oh, Miss Amelia. Uh, what's going on here? Who are these
4: people? Uh, oh, oh, this is Mr. Cranston and Miss Lane. They drove me over from the station. The Smithers
1: says uh, Miss Ogilvy has been murdered. Nonsense! Oh,
3: it's not! It's not! Somebody's got to believe me before it's too late. If Miss Ogilvy wasn't murdered, where is she?
1: That I can't say, but I'm sure she'll turn up soon, alive and well. Oh, just how can you be so sure she isn't dead? Because Mr. Cranston, I'm not idiotic enough to believe in a ghostly dog, dead a quarter of a century, who wanders this house, killing all trespassers. You look like a sensible man, and I scarcely believe that you would credit such ridiculous superstition. Would you? Well, frankly, no. I thought not. You sent me here to investigate this place, in Amelia. I have done so. And I can now officially state that there is absolutely no truth in the legend of the beasts of Darrow House.
4: Well, that sets my mind at ease. Um, if you'll all excuse me now, I want to start getting settled. Certainly.
1: You're using the apartment in the north wing, Miss Amelia?
4: Yes, I like the view over the hills. Uh, thanks again, Miss Lane. Mr. Cranston, it was all. nothing, Miss Darrow
1: Well, I suppose we'll be running along now. Good night, then. And good luck. Good night, Doctor.
4: Strange, Strange. wasn't it?
1: Unusual, say the least.
4: That old servant is obviously still mine
2: that's talking about a thing. Yeah. What was that? It do you hear that? I'm
1: afraid I do.
4: It sounded like an animal howling. A
1: rather big animal. Something one might easily call a beast. This <laughs> Be mark. You go inside, ask to use the phone. Say we have a flat. Anything.
3: What are you going to do? I'm
1: going to find the servants' office. I think old Smethers knows more than he's told.
3: And you think he'll tell
2: it to you?
1: Not to me, to the shadow. <laughs>
3: Think I'm a fool, don't I? Oh, they'll see, they'll see. <laughs> what? Oh, what, what was that? Uh, Dr. Travick, is that you? No,
2: this is not Dr.
3: Travick, Smithers. Whoa, 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 where's that voice coming from? There's nobody here but me. I am
2: here, Smithers. I'm standing right at your elbow that you cannot see me.
3: Who, who are you? I am the Shadow. I've
1: come to learn the truth, Smithers. You cannot lie to me.
2: Is there a beast of Darrow
3: House? Yes, yes, there is. I've seen him.
2: How often have you seen him?
3: Tonight, when he killed Miss Ogilvy, and last night, right from these windows here, I saw him crossing the grounds outside.
2: What does he look like?
3: Oh, a great shaggy brute of a dog, like the elk hound old Mr. Darrow left to guard the house thirty years ago.
2: Thirty years ago? No dog
3: lives for 30 years, Mathers. This dog did. He'll never die. He'll go on prowling and killing as long as there's anyone in the Darrow house. He's a phantom beast, a snarling, vicious devil that will... What's that? <laughs> house phone's ringing, sir. Somebody wants me. Answer it quickly. Hello. Smithers? Yes, mum.
2: This is Miss Amelia. I'm calling from the north wing.
3: Yes, mum.
4: I closed the door behind me, and now I can't open it. it. seems to be locked from the outside. I want you to come right up and...
3: Yes? What is it, mum?
4: I... I don't know. There seems to be something scratching outside the window. Scratching?
3: Scratching, did you say?
4: Yes.
2: You, you'd better hurry up
3: and get out of the- the- Room, Mr. Media, get out while you can
1: The shadow in just a minute. Among the many, many letters received since the introduction of the Blue Coal Temp Master Thermostat is one which I have here from Charles E. Hederick of Buffalo, New York. Mr. Hederick says, I am writing this letter to tell you how pleased I am with my new Blue Coal Temp Master. I'm sure that a coal furnace regulated by a Temp Master gives my home the best possible heat. My supply of Blue Coal in the cellar assures me of uninterrupted warmth all winter, and my Blue Coal Temp Master helps to burn that fine coal the easy way. Yes, there's no doubt about it. Blue coal, plus a Tempmaster automatic heat regulator, is just about the finest way to heat your home. The Temp Master eliminates running up and down stairs to adjust dampers. The thermostat in the living room controls them automatically. A Tempmaster is not expensive and is very easily installed without interrupting the heat in your home. You'll be so enthusiastic about your Tempmaster that you'll probably write to your dealer and say, as Mr. Hederick did... Thanks, Blue Coal, for an especially comfortable home this winter. And thank you for writing, Mr. Hederick. Friends, get in touch with your Blue Coal dealer about a new Tempmaster thermostat tomorrow. Now, back to the shadow. Smethers, the aged butler of Darrow House, was on the phone to Miss Amelia in the north wing when suddenly he heard the snarl of the beast and a strangled scream. Then silence. A few moments later, as Lamont and Margot and Smethers pounded on the door to Miss Amelia's room. Miss Amelia! Miss Amelia! Lamont,
3: why doesn't she answer?
1: strong possibility she can't, Margo. Oh,
3: heaven Stand back, Smethers. Oh, what are you going to You're do, Break sir? this door in. Oh, don't, sir. Oh, don't the beast hes inside. we have to meet him sooner or later, Smethers. <laughs> Miss Amelia! Miss... Why, there's nobody in this room at all. She was here. She said she was right here in the North Wing. What's all the excitement?
1: Miss Amelia's been attacked, Traffic. Attacked? Yes. Where is she? Well, we don't know, but it happened in this room. Are you sure? Oh,
3: yes, sir. I talked to her on the house phone. Oh, you
1: talked to her, eh, yes,
3: Smethers? Yes, sir. I'm but... afraid
1: your imagination is playing tricks on us again. Not this time, Traffic. What do you mean? Miss Amelia phoned Smethers from this room. Oh? Yes. How do you know? Where well, were you there, Cranston? Well, I... No, I, I wasn't there, but I can tell you this much. What? The time has come to call the police. Just there's just no time to I wait. I'm a reasonable man, Mr. and I asked you to meet me halfway. Well, let's search the house thoroughly, just once. And if we don't find Mr. Melia and Miss Fugliel, I'll contact the authorities myself. All right, it's a deal.
3: Where are you going, Lamar?
1: I'll search for the attic, starting with this story. Good. Mothers and I will take the lower part of the house. Wait here, Margot. Don't leave this room till I get back.
3: Right, Lamar. Come along, Smethers. Not me, sir. Smethers. Thaddeus Darrow didn't want nobody a search in this house, and I ain't taking no chances. Why was that, Smethers? Uh, what, Miss Lane? Why was Mr. Thaddeus so concerned that nobody should search this house? I ain't sure, mum, but I think it was because of his money. His money? Yes, sir. You knew him, sir. You knew how bad he hated people. Well? The night he died, he told me nobody was going to get his money and that he'd taken care to see nobody ever would. What did he mean by that, Smethers? I can't swear, mum, but... If you ask me, I think it's buried somewhere inside Darrow House. You think it's still here? Yes, Mum, and the beast is still here to protect it. Rubbish. I tell you, I saw him last night. (sighs) Listen. It sounds as if it were coming from the
2: cellar.
3: It's him. It's the beast. Impossible. There is something in that cellar, Dr.
4: Travis.
1: I'll investigate, Miss Lane. Uh, Stay here with the ladies, Mother.
4: It may be the beast, you
3: know, Doctor.
1: I'm aware of that possibility, Miss Lane. But in my business, death is an occupational
2: hazard.
3: Margo? Yes, I'm asked. You all right? Yes, I'm all right you find Miss Amelia and Miss Overhead?
1: No sign of them everywhere. I've been all over the house. Oh,
3: sir, you ought to call the police like you said. I've already
1: tried, Smethers. Well? There's no answer. I'm afraid the phone lines have been cut. Cut? Yes, darling. Smethers. Uh, yes, sir? I have an errand for you. Yes, sir. My car's outside in the drive. Take it and get over to the village. You,
3: you want me to get the police?
1: Sir? Yes, and don't waste any precious time doing it. Oh, I won't, sir. <laughs> Who, who's that?
3: Dr. Cutty, where are you going? Uh, to the village, sir, to get the police.
1: That is necessary. Why don't you phone them? The
3: phone, sir? Oh, no, I I can't. The lines have been cut. Nonsense.
1: The phone in the den is working. The den? Yes. uh,
3: Right inside, Smith. Oh, no, 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 sir. I I wouldn't dare go in there. Don't be a fool. Oh, Dr. Kravik. Mr. Thaddeus died in that room, sir. I haven't been in it in 30 years. Not for a million dollars would I go in there alone. Would you be afraid if I went in with you? Well, no. I guess I wouldn't, sir. Excellent. After you,
2: Smith. Yes, sir. Dr. Travick! why did you lock the door? Dr. Trevick! Dr.
4: Trevick! Mark, did you hear a muffled call?
1: I can't be sure. The walls of this house are so thick they drown out thunder. I do know this, Marco. What? I haven't heard Smithers start my car on the drive. I'm afraid the time has come for me to do a little investigating. You stay right where you are.
4: But you may need help.
1: I do. I have someone to rely on. Who? Our mutual friend.
4: Shadow. Don't know whether it's worth to wait up here all alone and go prowling around in the dark of the morning. Anyway, I... oh. oh. Thanks. you frightened me.
1: I have good news. i found Miss Amelia. And Miss Ogilvy. You have? Of course I have. I told you I would. Where are they? Below, in the cellar. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. If you don't believe me, come see. Oh. Lane. Oh. Ravik. Yes, right off. Who's this? My assistant, Miss Lane. An animal trainer by profession.
4: An
3: animal trainer? Yes.
1: I find him invaluable in the investigation of psychic phenomena. Yeah. <laughs> Lane has come to see Miss Ogilvy and Mr. Neal. Where are they? You really want to see them? Yes. Let's take a look. There. In the... Cold
4: there. In the...
1: Yes. I told you I'd found him, Miss Lane. Let
2: me out of here. Let me out of here. What's that?
1: That, Miss Lane, is the beast of Jarrow House, or a reasonable facsimile. There he stands in his cage. Timberwolf. Why, I me by Bardolf to play the part of the spectral hound of old Thaddeus Jarrow.
2: Come on. Come on. Robert Bardolph. Where
1: are you? Let
2: me go. Let me go. Forever, Bardolf, oh, forever. Oh. Now there, oh.
1: tie of to that post. There we are. Very well. Proceed. I let him off at the chain? Yes. Yeah. Uh, one moment. Yeah? Will uh, will our lives be safe if you let him loose? Oh, sure. <laughs> he's been trained to the sound of my voice. All I have to do is speak to him, and he's gentle as a lamp, sir. All right. Quick, get it over. You've been very curious about the beast this place. You should be grateful for this opportunity to meet him. In person. Very well, Vado. Unclip the chain. All right. There. I don't get this at all. He's just sitting in the
3: door without moving.
1: Oh, what's the matter?
3: I don't know. The hand, on his back is standing up straight. Like he was scared to death or something. Something in this room. But
1: there's no one here but us. What are you
3: laughing at, Bardoff? Me? I'm not laughing. I thought you
1: were.
2: No, Bardoff. No, Travick. You are both wrong. It is I, the
3: Shadow. Shadow? But I I can't see nobody.
1: Your beast is aware of my presence, however. I'm afraid he's too terrified to do your dirty work for you. (laughs) The game appears to be over, Bardoff. It it wasn't my game.
3: Travick here dragged me in this.
1: Quite true, Bardoff. It was Travick who knew that the old man had been... In this house. And it was Trevick who has been digging systematically for it for years. Uh,
2: how, how do you know this? When
1: Amelia Dara was awarded this house, Trevick, you plotted with Vodok to create a real beast of Terror House to keep her away from your treasure hunting. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Shadow. If you let me go, I'll stand up in court and say you're right. I can't let you go, Vodok. You can make things easier for yourself. Ah. Uh. By cutting Miss Lane's bonds and freeing her at once. Yes, yes. Sir. Just as you say, sir. I want to choose a free Shadow.
3: Then can I go free? I'm
1: afraid not, under the circumstances.
3: Otherwise, is it gonna be different, huh? How different?
1: Such as my having this knife blade pressed against a truck. Very convenient to use. you don't let me and Private car out of here. Good work, Malcolm. Good work, man. What do you say, Shadow?
2: All I can say is drop
1: that knife, drop it. Not on your life. Drop
2: it. Oh.
3: Padoff.
2: Padoff, speak to him. Speak to him.
1: Now let me present Blue Coal's distinguished heating authority, John Bartley. Thank you, Andre Baruch, and good evening, friends. Recently I received a letter from a man in New Rochelle, New York. He says, sometimes my furnace fire comes up quickly in the morning, but I can't count on it. Is there a way to bank a fire so it will always respond quickly? The answer is yes, of course. And banking a fire the right way is the easy way to save fuel and to have better heat. The important thing to remember is to always keep a deep fire. A deep, solid bed of glowing coal assures you of quick heat when you want it. So when you shake the grates, do it gently. Then add fuel by raking the fire upward toward the firebox door and putting the fresh coal in the depression. Close the ash pit door and open the check damper. Now your fire is properly banked. It's easy to keep your fire healthy and long-burning if you keep a deep fire bed at all times. I thank you. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, The Shadow will demonstrate that... The
2: weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay.
1: The Shadow
2: knows.
1: (laughs) Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in The Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The Shadow is presented by the D.L. and W. Coal Company, distributors of blue coal, Lamont Cranston is played by Brett Morrison. Margot by Grace Matthews. Your announcer is Andre Baruch. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can buy. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: Hindi cinema, ka Sapse Bala blockbuster, the Makidar Hoga Entertainment, Jab Karan Joher, Aishman Kurana, or Manish Paul Host Karenge, Film Fair Kishandara, Film Fair Kim Manchbar Honge, Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karthik Aryan, Varunthavan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khanke electrifying performances. To so, Hojayatayar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration, watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 pm, only on ZT.